0: Welcome to NS Audio, you incredible people. Today, I'm joined by guest Aaron Williams, who was once a broke college student, but he turned his entire life around by taking a single chance on the internet to start building his brand and agency since late 2019. And as he shares in this episode, it all started with a single online course. And he also speaks about his daily habits, which he shares has changed so much for him. In our conversation today, we spoke about his experience building a huge presence on Twitter, creating content, building a web design agency, creating life changing habits, and much, much more. And as always, to those of you who are new, new episodes of NS Audio drop every Wednesday. And if you'd like to let me know your feedback, feel free to leave a review on Apple Podcasts or reach out to me at Nidhi Saran on Instagram or Twitter. Let's get right into it. Just explain your backstory and just give them some insight on
1: who you are. Okay, so my name is Aaron. I joined Twitter like a year ago, 11 months, a year ago. Um, I just came to Twitter as a depressed and broke college student, just wanted to make some money. Started tweeting, started making some you know, money. I bought a web design course and then fast forward to now and I've got a web design agency and it's making like 10 15 grand a month
0: that's awesome that's awesome that's really awesome to hear that you um so what made you like you said you you started off as a broke college student so you could have stayed where you were like just broken as a college student but what made you get on twitter
1: um well I'm still in college now but I you know I just I was going out every night I was drinking every night clubbing every night going with friends and I literally tried everything like I was doing surveys I was doing those, like, um, Fiverr gigs or, like, whatever the other one's Upwork, I think it's called, um, trying to freelance, and it just didn't work. And then I had Twitter, and I saw somebody, like, retweet, I think it was Hustle & Conquer or something. So I saw someone retweet him, and I was like, oh, that's cool. It was, like, uh, how you can make money with eBooks, tweet or something. So I followed him, and then I went on his profile, and I saw him, like, retweeting, like, uh, Chris Johnson. Um, and it's other guy so I started following them and then I was literally I lurked on Twitter for so long just like looking at these people's like tweets on how to make money so I was like I've got like a folder on my phone full of screenshots of like how they were making money and then this one day I was just like you know I'm gonna I'm gonna do this so I like switched up my name my Twitter handle my picture and everything and I just I put out a tweet and it got like a like and I was like so excited so you know spiraled from there and like here we are
0: that's really cool and would you um so you said you started a web design agency you know beside that you started it at the same time
1: yeah so at the start I started my agency like four five months into twitter but like before that I was making money just so I've I've got two courses and I released there I released one I think a month into twitter and then another one like three four months into twitter um, but before the courses, I was just like affiliating for um, some this growth course and there was something else I was affiliating for. So that's how I started um, making some money. And then I released my first course and I did okay. And then the second one did well. And now I just affiliate for Dan uh, Danco. And I just use the agency to make money now.
0: I see. That's really cool. Um, and what were the courses about that you first created?
1: So the first one was the cliche Twitter growth course. <laughs> I I released it when I had like three hundred followers. It's nothing special. It's just like the average growth course. And then the second one is the engage course. Uh like teaches you how to be like stay on top of your Twitter game, how to actually engage with people and not sound like a robot and how to actually like get your account noticed. It's it's full of like um tweet layouts and formats and videos and how you can like stay on top of your twitter game um so that was my second one and now i just i don't promote them anymore
0: i see and i really i remember that when you were like all about engagement and i remember um like back when I was first starting Twitter, like you put your something near your username or something said like engagement king or something like that, like, <laughs> right, like yeah. something like that. I remember that. Uh, so that's really cool. And um I take a lot of inspiration from your Twitter journey, because I've seen you since like, I think it was uh 5000 followers when I first joined this side of Twitter. So it was really cool. Um, but I want to talk about the web design agency real quick. So um why web design? Why that's why that skill? There's and not like Facebook ads or
1: it's a funny story right so before the whole twitter thing and before like i was in college or anything i used to just mess around with photoshop so i like i love the design sort of thing like i could literally sit on my computer on photoshop messing around with like youtube banners or logos and stuff for hours and i just loved doing it um and then i came to it obviously the whole like graphics design niche was so saturated like everyone wanted logos but everyone would have like these like designated people where they would go to, and they wouldn't really like, think twice about going to anyone new. So I didn't really want to do anything with that. But then I saw I followed Dan Coe, I saw he was doing web design, um, and I was like, oh, that's cool, you know, because it was something to do. It was something to do with um, design. So I, I like you know, kept an eye on his um, Twitter page, and I was like, yeah, that's you know, I could I could do something with that. Um, and then I bought his course for like $22 or $20 or something like that. And that was actually the last $22 that I had in my bank account. Um, So I bought this course. I started learning how to make websites and I found it really cool. Um, Like I bought other courses before, like, you know, like copywriting courses or like e-com courses. And I, I was just, you know, I didn't really like them that much. Like it didn't really spark anything inside of me. But the web design one, I found a, you know really cool and easy to learn so i i kept going with it i think i watched like or read the whole course like 10 times before i actually like started making money from it but i went through everything i uh, dm'd dan and he was like yeah if you need anything just let me know and then two weeks later i think after watching or reading the whole course 10 times i got my first client i think it was like 500 dollars for a landing page or something like that and then that moment i was like yeah this is like really easy to do so i just stuck with web design then.
0: i like that you worked with your strengths you said you liked photoshop since the beginning but then you know graphic design and all that was saturated so would you have gotten into graphic design if it wasn't saturated you probably would have
1: i probably yeah i probably would have like i love the whole i still do a little bit now like people still dm me and say oh, you know can you make me like a banner or like a logo?" And I'm like, yeah, for sure. But it's like, I love doing Photoshop and Illustrator and everything. It's just like when I do design like logos or banners or stuff like that, it's so much time to make a really nice design. And then I charge like $50 because, you know, I don't want to charge like $1,000 for a logo. But yeah, I would have got into it. I don't think I would have like gone far with it. I would have just done like, you know, a little side gigs or something with it.
0: Mm-hmm. and I think it's really cool because like you mentioned that you got Dan's course about web design for $22 and that was your last 22 in your bank account <laughs> and I think that's really cool like you took that risk now what made you you just didn't like care like just go for <laughs> it like go in all in is that what you had in your mind yeah
1: so I I was negative um $1, $1,988 in an overdraft so I was like you know I have spent nearly $2,000 that's not even minus the banks, so I may as well, you know, just spend the last.
0: Yeah. Well, you took you took a good decision. Look, it it ended up being really good, so I'm glad that worked out for you. But um, speaking of like the whole agency, what was the hardest part in growing it? Oh, the
1: clients. The the clients, obviously, in any agency, the clients are hard to get, but. I think once you know how to get clients then it's pretty simple but the hardest part for me and still is for me right now is the cold outreach like I have to read the cold email course like the cold email mastery course I had to read that so many times because I found it so difficult to like craft the perfect cold email then you have to get like leads from um i use ic leads now i use clean leads you have to get leads then you have to write first lines to personalize the email and then you have to send it out then reply it's just it's such a like a tedious process but obviously it's worth it because you get clients at the end of it but it's such a like a time-consuming process and
0: it's definitely worth it yeah it's a million set worth it yeah for sure but have you ever thought about like um like you do you're doing cold email have you ever like done any other uh, other sort of um out cold outreach like cold calls or like you know just sending dms to people like or do you find you know email to be the most efficient
1: yeah so before i started cold emailing people i used to just dm people like i started i tweeted once like about doing web design and people were like oh you know do you make websites so i was like yeah Um, And they said, oh, cool, I need one. So I just say, like, you know, DM me. That's happened a few times. That's how I got, like, my first few clients. Um, I've never really gone up my way to DM random people just saying, you know, I make websites, you need one. It's always been people either coming to me or I get referred on Twitter. And then outside of Twitter, it's just always cold emails. Like, I've never touched cold calls or anything.
0: I see well that's that's really cool that you you know transition I think cold emails are definitely more efficient um than just having to rely on people dming you inbound leads things like that so yeah but do you see yourself doing web design like in the long term or is this a short-term thing
1: it's funny because I'm actually moving from web design now like not completely I'm moving from like websites to funnels like I'm focusing more on funnel design because i i love doing websites it's really fun and it brings in a lot of money but it's so time consuming like it, it can take me you know if i really took my time on a website it can take me like upwards of a week like you know without copy without seo or anything but i'm moving um into funnel design right now like i'm in the process of just making a few you know testers or anything just to see how it goes and see if they convert um, I could bust out like what well, a funnel in a day or two, but web web design was fun. But I think funnel design is like where I can make most of my money.
0: I see. So you're gonna you're gonna like continue with web design, but you're gonna um you know test out funnels and see how that goes, and if it works well, you're you're probably gonna expand to just primarily that, Yeah, right? for sure.
1: I'm going to keep doing websites. Like I I have a few clients that I need to do websites for like this week and next week, but I'm going to test out funnels. And if they work, then great, I'll move solely into funnels. Maybe I'll come back to websites in the future. And then if they don't work, I'm just going to continue with websites on like landing pages.
0: That's that's really cool to hear. I think you're going to do amazing. So good luck with that. Best of luck. You're not going to need it because I'm sure you're going to do absolutely amazing with that. <laughs> um but before we move on to you know discussing your twitter journey real quick i want to ask you what advice would you give to someone who's first getting started in like the agency world some general advice
1: so a million percent do your research that's like crucial because i know a lot of people like have dm'd me saying you know i've i've got this really cool offer i've got the you know i've got this perfect cold email but nobody's like nobody's replying to me or anything and it's because they're doing something that nobody wants. Like they're doing Facebook ads for like dentists and nobody, like no dentist wants a Facebook ad or for example, something like that. So a million percent do your research and see what problems people are actually have, and then base your like service around that problem. And the second one is make sure it's something that you like doing because I know a ton of people who are just miserable. Like they've got agencies and they just, you know, they're DMing me saying, you know, it's just, I, I'm not having fun anymore. Or like, it's not, you know, it's bringing me in good money, but it's just not enjoyable. So make sure you know what problems will bring in the most money. And make sure you know that what you're going to go into is what you actually want to do. And it's going to actually bring you some sort of enjoyment as well as money.
0: That's very well said. I like that. Um, you know, you just got to know your audience, you got to know your niche, and you also have to know the solutions they want. Because I see, I also see people um, just offering, like Facebook ads, for example, but you're not offering the solution, right? You have to offer the solution to a specific problem. Now, anyone can offer Facebook ads, anyone can offer the same offer to thousands of people, thousands of dentists that need that, but you need to have specific, um, you know, solution to a specific problem that, a specific niche needs. You know, it's just getting as specific as possible and enjoying what you're doing. You're definitely right, and I couldn't have said it better. So now I want to discuss your Twitter journey because it's really, really impressive with how far you've come. Really. Uh, so, why, t- uh, Well, what made you? Uh, how did you f- find new
1: Twitter? <laughs> so I've been on Twitter like Noah as my like account now, but I just had a random like I think it was my YouTube channel account or something. I'd like promote my YouTube channels. Um, I was on there for, since like 2013, so I was like a 13 year old, I just like, you know, randomly posted Twitter, like saying check on my YouTube channel, but, um, obviously I followed like friends and family and stuff, but one of my friends retweeted the Hustle and Conquer post about the ebook, and you know, I was just like, oh, that's pretty cool, you know, because I saw it, when did I see it? I think it was late 2019. So I like just started my second year of college. Um, you know, I wasn't I wasn't that broke. I, I had a little bit of money, but obviously I wasn't in the best situation. But I saw so I was like, Oh, that's cool. You know, I screenshot it. And I, I didn't really think anything of it, I just it and just left it in my uh, photos app. But I kept seeing that person retweet Hustle and Conquer about all the like how you can sell ebooks and how you can make an email list and everything. So I clicked on his profile. I saw he had courses and everything but obviously I was really sceptical at that time I didn't want to buy anything you know waste like 40 dollars for nothing so I followed him and I went I like scrolled down a little bit and I saw a lot of people like Chris Johnson I think Chris Johnson was one of them I think Dan may have been another one Jose was one of them um, i can't remember the other one but i followed them as well because they were all posted like he was retweeting their like value tweets like how you can make money with this and how you can make money with that and that's kind of what i needed at the moment so i, sc- I like screenshot them i didn't even know that you could bookmark tweets at that point so i started you know i've just got a stack of photos um of screenshots of like how you can make money but i started screenshotting a lot of them i just kept them i didn't really do anything with them i started following all these people then and then it wasn't until April 1st that I was like, you know, I decided like, this is it. I'm just going to start doing my own Twitter and I'm going to actually post my own value, you know, because what's the worst that could happen? Um, so obviously I started posting like, yeah, they started doing okay, obviously as a new account. Um, I completely like changed everything about my Twitter. I changed, I removed the whole YouTube channel thing Um I think my first bio was really cringe with something like, you know, mindset, muscle, whatever. Um, and yeah, I just kept, you know, I kept posting, I kept engaging with people and I just grew away from there.
0: That's crazy. Look at where consistence- consistency brought you. Like now you're one of the <laughs> top dogs and like, you know, who would have thought like, you know, you just have to have a little consistency out of the thousands of people who are on that side of Twitter. It's like, crazy how you took that opportunity and actually stuck with it throughout the entire year and into 2021 as well and I think it's kind of funny because I always hear the same similar story on how people find this side of Twitter where they usually follow they find these people retweeting and then they follow those bigger um, creators like the first people I followed as well were like Dan and Jose and I saw those two, and those two were the first people I followed, I believe. And that's how I got into it myself. So I think that's really cool that most of us accidentally get on this side. And I think it just leads to better. And look at you now. You're, <laughs> like, thriving on the platform. So that's really good to hear. Um, so I want to ask, though, because your tweets are all over my timeline, like, all day.
1: How many times <laughs> a day do you tweet? It's so many. Like, I I don't even really, you know, I used to stick to a schedule. I used to tweet every three hours. So I'd tweet, like, three six nine and then 12 and then obviously back again but i used to stick to a really like strict schedule of tweeting and then i just thought you know i i started getting like these ideas throughout the day and i didn't want to wait to tweet them so i just started tweeting them randomly but um now i just tweet whenever i want i still stick to the whole three like three o'clock six o'clock nine o'clock thing but um like outside of those times i just tweet really whenever so it could be anything from like 10 tweets to like 30 tweets a day
0: that's that's incredible and do you schedule those tweets the three six nine or do you schedule any at all or do you just so i'll schedule
1: sometimes i'll schedule the three six nine ones um other times i'll just you know wait until it's like three o'clock and then just tweet but the when i'm sleeping it'd be 3 a.m 6 a.m 9 a.m and sometimes um 12 p.m i'll schedule those because obviously i'm going to be asleep um but other than that i just you know i just tweet off the hip
0: bro you're like a content machine seriously like i see your tweets and i'm like how does he come up with this stuff like like sometimes i'm just really impressed so how do you come up with so your tweets, most
1: really? of my tweets i'll just i'll literally go on facebook or instagram and i follow like these like these aesthetic accounts and they obviously they treat like all oh, the um post platitudes um but some of their platitudes are like they're not that good so i just kind of like reword them um and i'll just tweet them as my own um tiktok i use a lot of tiktok for my tweets too i'll take like i follow um jason capital um jordan of course last name jordan so I mean, um and like people like that um they post like short videos from like seminars they host so i'll just watch that i'll be like oh that's a good idea um write it down and then i just tweet other times i could be like speaking to people and i'll just in my head i'll just be like oh yeah you know what you said it's a really good tweet um or I could just be scrolling through the timeline, and be like, "Oh, that's you know, that's a good idea, if, like an idea for a tweet or something." If someone was talking about like, um, like society or something, or like programming, I'll just you know say, "I'll you know, I'll just tweet my like opinion on it." Um, so that's all I really do. I don't really like dedicate any time to, you know, like research and where I want to tweet or whatever. I just like find something, make my own opinion on it, and just tweet it.
0: I like yeah. that you go off the top of your head. That means you're like a a true content creator. Like you're meant to be on Twitter and create content seriously. Um, but yeah, I like that idea of having like consuming content and then you know also producing it. Meanwhile, because I do something similar. Like whenever I listen to podcasts or something, I'm always making sure that whenever I listen to a podcast or like an audio book, I'm not just consuming it. I'm also producing something as an outcome, and that's what I sometimes tweet about as well. So I, I find that to be amazing, an amazing strategy too. Uh, but like, and I want to like go into a little bit about, you know, you doing affiliate marketing. So you you affiliate for mm-hmm. like uh, Dan Coe, right? Uh, and I've seen that you've made hella sales for him. So what advice do you have for selling on Twitter in general or for like people who want to so be So I see marketing? a lot of
1: people do affiliate marketing on Twitter, especially wrong. Like they'll just tweet. Like, oh, say I was tweeting for, I'll say I was posting about like Dan's web design course. They'll just literally say, "Oh, you can make websites. You can make like ten grand a month," and then just post the link like on that one tweet. But I used to do that, and I never ever converted. Like, I maybe get like one sale or something. So, the best way I found to make like I've made Dan like twenty grand in affiliate sales or something. But I feel like the best way that I found to um, make money with affiliate marketing on Twitter is to use two, two to three tweets. And in the first tweet, say, like, I'll use my pin tweet, for example. So it was how I make um, 10 grand a month with web design. And then I use the steps that I did to make 10 grand a month from web design. So it was like number one, um, it was like a list, like a list format. So it's like number one, learn how to make websites without calling. Number two, learn cold outreach. Three, send cold emails. Four, so on, so on, so on. And then underneath that, like on the second tweet, if the first tweet gets like a lot of engagement or a good amount of likes at the start in the second tweet I'll just say, you know, here's how I did it and then just plug the course link and I'll just leave it like that. So it, it, it doesn't look, you know, not so much scammy, but it doesn't look like I'm a sellout um, because I like, like I found providing free value is much better than providing just straight up paid. So like a bit of free value. And then lead them into the, so it's, it's kind of like a funnel. So you've got the free value, you know, how do I, how I make 10,000 a month. People get like intrigued from it. Like, oh yeah, he does this. Is there any more? How can I learn? how to do this myself. And then they see the second tweet with the course link and they're like, oh, that's how I do it. And then they click the link and they just buy. It. And I've, I've found that to work so much better than just plugging a link on the timeline in one tweet. Um, and that's really how I just make money. I literally just post like value tweets, like how I do this, how I did this, or like I posted one the other day and it was like, I came to Twitter 11 months ago. Um, I had no money. I found Dan, I bought his course and now I make like 10 grand a month from a website agency. And then underneath that tweet, in the second tweet, I just said, you know, if you want to do the same as me, you can do with this course. And I just plugged the link and I, I think I made, like $1,500 from like one tweet. And that's literally all I do.
0: That's crazy. And that's really smart actually, because I always say people don't only pay for your paid content, right? They see your free content and then they decide whether or not is this person giving me enough free value that their paid content is gonna be even better. So, you know, obviously you're doing affiliate marketing, but if you're providing that much value because you've learned from his course, then obviously people are going to be intrigued to buy. And I also find it, you know, interesting that you say that because um, like the value content, because I always notice that whenever I tweet, like I myself tweet or anyone tweets um, just like, hey guys, like click the link below and, you know, buy this, whatever. And then they just put it there versus a tweet that has a lot of engagement. And then underneath you, you know, plug in that course or that link, then that gets much more um, traction and conversions than the one that you just, plugged your tweet in the first tweet you know so i find that i find that to be very smart and anyone who takes in that strategy is definitely going to see results so yeah thank you for sharing that um but do you see yourself you know just like the web design thing but do you see yourself remaining a content creator on twitter in the long term or is this a short-term thing like, i love twitter about that?
1: like it's made me so much it's changed my life like it's completely changed my life i love twitter and everything about twitter i love the people I love the content and everything but I feel Twitter is becoming less of a valuable community and more of a like a clout community like before I joined like actually started like tweeting properly and making money it was it was an extremely like valuable community like one in every two tweets I could screenshot and actually make money from but now I just see it's it's so many platitudes which I understand why people post suits, but it's just like, it's not as valuable as it used to be. Um, But to go back to the question, yeah, I will, I'm going to stay on Twitter for a while. Like I have no plans on leaving. I've got some big plans for Twitter and the future, Um, but I don't have any plans on leaving yet um, because I want to build up as much um, like credibility and testimonials. and I want to provide as much value as I can to everyone on Twitter. Um so yeah, I, w- I am gonna stay for a while, like a few years. And then who knows, Twitter, you know, Twitter could be like deleted next year or something. I don't know. But I'm gonna stay for now and just prioritize. like the money the money's not really a big deal for me anymore on Twitter because I make enough money outside of it. So it's kind of more focused on just providing as much value as I can and just, you know, seeing people win and helping people win. Um but yeah, I'm gonna stay on Twitter for a while. Um just primarily focus on seeing and helping other people win
0: that's amazing i think with that sort of purpose you're going to get really far with it and i definitely think it's a good idea to stay on it um because you can build your like you said testimonial social proof provide value to people maybe you could become someone of high status you know just just on the internet alone, if you're on Twitter. So I think that's really cool. And um, back to the thing you said real quick about the platitudes, like you just tweeted this thing. I think it was earlier and it was like, people would rather like, and you know, share a tweet that says go drink water than one that gives you a whole blueprint to like making like $10,000. And then you tweeted, go drink water. And that thing got more yeah, engagement than the last tweet. And I think it was really funny. Cool. Like because I just really tweeted, cause
1: I saw someone pl- like post a platitude. And I was like, You know how is that getting engagement? but like I could tweet and say, You know you can make twenty thousand dollars with this thread, and it would get nothing. So I was like, You know just tweet, drink, drink water. I swear it's on like two hundred likes like already it's it's nuts." <laughs>
0: That's that's honestly crazy. I don't know how people's minds be working sometimes, but that's it's it's funny really. And um, so now I want to move into you. You talk a lot about personal growth and personal development. It's in your bio as well. So I want to talk a little bit about that and your own you know journey becoming a higher you know person of higher value. So, you know, a lot of people want to remain average, right? You were a you a broke college student. You could have remained there, stayed in that same place, had a, like a victim mindset, but you didn't you got up and you went and you invested in a course and you went and took action. And now you're you're making a lot of money off of it. So besides all the money stuff and all that, but what was the epiphany you had to start bettering your life? Like in terms of habits and stuff
1: around, it was, it was 11 months, I think nearly, nearly a year. So I was just, I was in that place. Like I was extremely like depressed in, that stage of my life i had no money i was like two thousand dollars in an old draft i had no money um i didn't really have any ambition because what i'm doing in college i don't like like it's not something i want to pursue after college um like i i knew what the end goal was like obviously i want to make a ton of money i want to live in a nice place i want to go traveling whatever but i had no idea like the vision, it was so blurry. I had no idea how I was going to get there, or like you know what I was going to do together. But I was in that place, no money, depressed, like ambitionlessness. Is that is that even a word? Ambitionless, whatever. Like purposeless. Um, I, I just you know I wanted something to change so bad, and it was that day where I saw the money in my account, like negative nineteen eighty eight dollars. And I was, you know, I was like, something's got to change. So obviously I hopped on Twitter, I started tweeting and I started taking all the, like all the tweets that I saw seriously, like, you know, start meditating, start reading, start, you know, what else is there? Like wearing the same clothes every day and just start transforming yourself instead of, you know, just remaining like average. So I really took a, like, I took it all serious. I started meditating daily. I bought a ton of books. with like the money I was making. Um, I started reading. I started opening up my mind. And I think that was the, like the key habit that I took away. Like the most crucial one was open-mindedness. Um, because now I can just take a point. And before I'd be so skeptical of the courses or anything. Like I, I spent, it was around $1,000 the other day on a course. Like I would never do that when you know back like 11 months ago I'd be so skeptical like I'd rather spend that money like in a club or on booze or something like that because I was such a like a closed-minded individual but I think the one key like takeaway from all the stuff I've done like self-improvement wise is the open-mindedness and that's really you know that's the thing that's actually changed my life because I was like with the whole course thing I opened up my mind to that, that web design course And I went in with an open mind, you know, not knowing that I could make a ton of money from it. I just kept at it. And then I started, you know, doing the whole agency thing. And then here we are. And that was all because I, like, removed the whole scepticism, like, part from my head and just went with it, like, without having any sort of scepticism about, you know, if I could do good or not.
0: wow like you really just removed yourself from your own way like the only thing was that was stopping you is you and I think that really shows through the story you just told like um having that open mind to go and buy that course and go and actually take action on it and stop being skeptical skeptical and I think it's um it shows because you just said that you spent a thousand dollars in a course the other day right and I think that really shows like character development and how you really opened your mind up to it but you also mentioned um you you're going to college for something you don't see yourself doing right after. So if you don't mind so, me asking, what story. are you going to college for?
1: So I've always like liked computers. So I'm I'm doing computer science. So I've always like loved computers, but not for like the reasons college are useful for. So obviously, like I'm in college, I'm doing computer science, and they teach like programming and stuff. But I was in high school, and they literally. Like, not forced us, but, you know, they were, like, pretty adamant that we, like, you know, pick what we want to do already when I was, like, 16, 17. So I literally Googled. I was doing um, computer science in high school, too. Uh, it was, like, my best class I was doing well in. So I literally Googled highest-paying computer science jobs, and it was, like, something to do with, like, cyber security or something. So I was, like, right, that's, I think it was 200,000 a year, but... I Googled it. I picked that. I said, right, that's what I want to do. I'm going to go to college to computer science and then get that job. But, like, it's not something I really wanted to do. Like, I wasn't, like, I didn't have this, like, burning desire to do it. It's just I saw the money and just assumed it would be a good, like, place to go or whatever. But I was in in my first year of college and I was was doing the course. And I was just like, you know, this sucks. I don't want to be, I don't want to be doing this. Like I, I didn't find any enjoyment in it at all. And it's been like that since I've started, like the whole, like the only reason I stayed in college for as long as I am now is because of the people there. And I, you know, I'm, I was addicted to booze. So I'd always go out. I'd always go clubbing and I just stay there. And it was like the classes and the lessons were just there. You know, I do them because I had to do them just to stay in college. But it's, you know, I'd go to classes and I'd just be miserable, or I'd skip classes. And there, there was this one point where I was so miserable, and so, you know, I, just, I just didn't want to be there. I just, I got drunk before I went to class, and just because I, I wanted to cope, you know, as a coping mechanism. I just didn't want to be there. But yeah, I'm only staying now. Like a lot of people have said to me, just stay, and then a lot of people have said, drop out. But I'm only gonna stay. I probably will end up staying because I've been here for two years, and I've only got a little bit time left. So you know, I may as well just push through and get the degree. Like,
0: yeah, definitely. I mean, just finish it. You know, it's you know, it's on you. But like, finish it and just you know, you have that experience. You said you like the people there, so I would definitely finish it if I were you. If you didn't have the people or those experiences. I probably would have dropped out, but, you know, it, it, I'm glad, like, you had that sort of epiphany and realized to, like, pick everything up, but would you have, like, let's say you knew what you knew right now back in high school, would you have, like, decided not to go to co- college, or would you have chose a different sort of if major? I or knew what, what, what I knew
1: done? now back then, me, um, I don't know, because part of me would, like, for the whole college thing, for, like, the whole, the whole course thing and degree-wise, I'd never go But, you know, it's because of the whole not wanting to be in college that I started doing Twitter and I started making money online. (laughs) But um, I'd go for, like, the experience and the people, you know, and the culture there. But I would never go for the, you know, like, the learning or the degree aspect.
0: I see. Well, I think that's a a beautiful reason to go anyway because – you know, you might not learn so much or learn what you want to learn in college, but you can still find connections that you can't find anywhere else, you know? So I, I think that's really beautiful. And um, so back to the habits thing, what habits have you acquired? Like in all, you said meditation, you said reading books, but so, in all, could you uh, list I'll just you through habits? my day.
1: So I wake up, I wake up at around 6, 7 a.m. <laughs> um, I don't touch my phone. I'll go straight. I don't take cold showers. You know, so I'm probably going to get you know ridiculed, but I don't take cold showers. I take warm showers. Um, I'll shower. Um, I'll meditate for a little bit, and then I'll start doing. I do um, cardio, so I'll just start like shadow boxing. Um, then I actually shower again, so I shower twice. Um, I'll shower again because I'm all like sweaty. Um, I brush my teeth, whatever, and then I'll jump on Twitter and catch up with all my tweets, like all the notification I had through the night. Um, And then that's it. I don't really like touch Twitter then until a few, like an hour or two later. Um, I chug a gallon of water, like throughout the day. Um, And then I'll just journal. Like, I do like this thing. Joey taught me this sort of like journaling method. It's called like a brain dump. Um, so you literally get a pen and paper and just write everything out that you like feel it, no matter like if it's good, bad, whatever, whatever it's about, you just write it down. And I found that's really cool because like, obviously, when we sleep, we think and we dream a lot of stuff. Like some of my best ideas have come from like dreams. So I'll just write everything down. I don't really, you know, study it yet. I'll study like in the night, but I just write everything down. And then after that, I'll go straight into like work like engaging on Twitter, I'll do web design work, I'll do outreach, like catch up on emails and stuff like that. Uh, I do that for about five, six, seven hours. Um, and then after that, I'll make food, like I fast a lot now because of Twitter. Um, everyone screams fasting, so I fast, um, make food. I'll do a second workout, um, like weights, weightlifting. Um, and then I'll just chill Then like I don't really work. I see a lot of people say, you know, you need to work like 16 hours a day if you want to become successful. And, you know, you don't really need to do that. Four hours a day is enough. Um, and then I'll just chill Then I'll spend time with like friends and family, whatever. And then I'll just go to bed and do it all over again. So like my main habits from like my daily routine would be um, cardio or like any form of exercise, really. Um, meditation, the brain dump journaling um fasting i guess if you want to call that a habit and then just work really so you know it's nothing I, d- I don't really read that much like sometimes i'll read but i'm not a big reader like i've read all like you know the rich dad poor dad like atomic habits sort of books i don't really you know there's not really many books that spark my attention anymore like i've learned what i need to learn from them and i just you know i, I just prefer like youtube or something um and that's, that's really it. I don't really, you know, I don't really have an exciting sort of like life. I just wake up, do some meditation and work out and then I'll just work and then I'll do it all over again.
0: No. No, I think that's a really solid routine you got. Like, you exercise a couple times a day and you got everything and you, you're very consistent with it, I'm assuming, right? So, you know, that's that's really good. And I want to talk about, like, how those habits have contributed to your overall, like, financial success and, you know, business success. Because, for example, like, water. I want to ask, like, how does it's, drinking a gallon of water A lot of, of people like to see,
1: you, like, you know, home? how is water going to, like, contribute to wealth or whatever. And it's not, like, it kind of does. I kind of see what it does. When Mm -hmm. I, I used to drink, obviously I used to drink booze all the time. I'd never barely touch water. I used to be like booze, energy drinks, um, like Coke, Pepsi, whatever. And I barely touched water. Like I'd have, I'd have some now and then, but I found when I used to drink anything but water, I like, I used to have this like brain fog sort of thing where I couldn't really think properly. Um, I gained a ton of weight when I didn't drink water. Like, that's another benefit of water is weight loss, um, clear skin, like organ function. And there's so many, like, benefits to drinking water, like, throughout the day. And the whole, like, the gallon thing, I was talking to Dan Go. And before I found it, he tweeted and he was like, oh, you should drink, like, a gallon of water a day. Um, and I used to, before that, I used to drink, like, two litres or something like that a day. But now, obviously, I'm drinking a gallon. And I found it much... Um, more beneficial than two liters, and to the who like contribution to, um, like my work. But I just feel like water contributes mentally more than like physically. Like obviously it's good for your like physical health or whatever, but mentally it really like removes any brain fog that I've got, and it really like allows me to like. It's like those drinks I can't remember they're called. They're like those like nootropics or something. It's like a lot, I see a lot of people drink those, and apparently it's meant to like, boost brain functionality or something. but I just stick to water and I'm fine. but I think water is a really crucial like, aspect of my day, both like, you know physically and mentally.
0: That's, that's amazing to hear because I myself have started drinking a gallon of water since the first lockdown back in March 20. It's been a year now, but um, yeah, I started drinking a gallon of water as well. And it's crazy how much clarity you have throughout your day. And like, it just helps you like my skin has cleared too. And it's, it's just, it's just good for your body. You know, you just don't put any, you don't need anything else in your body besides water when it comes to a liquid, like it it just helps so much, but you know, along with fasting those lines, how is fasting more
1: help. Like as again, as well? it's it's funny because people say, you know, how does fasting? How does all like the physical things you do, like eating or drinking contribute to like your functionality throughout the day? Uh, I find it's just per it's just like personal to me, but I find, I don't know if anyone else experienced it I find that when I fast in the morning until like four p.m. or something like that, I I can just function better like i feel like when i eat in the morning i just i don't feel good like i, I have this like food coma sort of thing and i just crash because every time i eat i feel the need to sleep but obviously in the morning when i'm just drinking water i'm not eating i've got no like cravings for food or anything like that i'm not tired um and then when i eat further into the day then i'm, I'm good like you know so it's it's more of a personal thing but I found you know I don't know if anyone else experienced it I found that it just keeps me less distracted from food
0: I see I see I like that because I've heard I don't do it myself I don't fast, but I've heard other people say that a lot they've seen a lot of um you know different sort of results when they, when it comes to their work like they they have more clarity or they're able to focus better when when they fast so i think that's pretty cool and um the other hobby you talked about was brain dumping out into like a, a piece of paper or journal and i do that every night after yeah morning. i do everybody. i think you said you do it every morning or something right so yeah so how I has that
1: struggled helped you? with my sleep obviously i went to i went to joey for coaching with um sleep problems and everything um and one of the things he suggested he suggested doing it before i go to sleep because like things on your mind or whatever But i like to do it in uh, sometimes i'll do it before i sleep but i prefer to do it in the morning so basically i'll sleep i'll wake up and then because i've got so much like stuff on my mind like what i've got to do during the day like obviously I've, i've thought of different things when i've been sleeping i you know it's kind of overwhelming so i'll just like whip out a pen and paper and the whole brain dumping things basically means you just write every single thing that's on your mind, like no matter what it is. Like it could be about your dream, it could be about your thought, about your day or whatever, like what you've gotta do. Um and i I feel like it really helps like productivity and it really does calm like your mind. Because like I suffer with like anxiety, I've always had it since I was a kid. So to wake up and be like, oh, yeah, I've, got, I've got to do this today, I've got to do this, you know, thinking about something from like last week or whatever, it really does like help me mentally to like calm myself down and, you know, go into the day knowing that I've got like this to do or this to do and knowing that I don't have to worry about this sort of thing. So it's more of a like, so, yeah, it's more of a cloudy sort of thing.
0: I see. I think that's that's really cool that that contributes to your success in that way, helps your productivity. I never thought about it that way that it helps your productivity. I would just think that it just takes things off your mind, but in a way that does, you know, allow you to have more focus in your work and everything like that. So I like to, I love to hear how you um were able to use all these habits to you know, as a strength you know you said you weren't able you never were able to sleep right you had anxiety and now you could use these things for example to help you become better in your workplace and not i mean your work and not only your work but just as a better person you know just function better so what's some you know you have like a pretty solid routine and a lot of solid habits and a lot of experience with it so what's some general advice you would give to someone
1: who's so interested there's in a lot of avoidance you i you now that i before like, I don't touch my phone before, I, like, 30 minutes before I sleep. I'd rather just, you know, if I want to read, I'll read, or if I want to, like, meditate or whatever. Um, sometimes I'll just go for a walk. Um, so I avoid a lot of things in my life now that I would be, you know, polluted with before. So the whole phone thing before I go to bed, I don't watch the news anymore. I barely touch TV. Like, I barely play video games. Um, sugar is another... Good one that I avoid. Um, what else is the sugar? I don't really touch processed foods anymore. Like I don't drink like Coca-Cola, I don't drink Pepsi anymore, I just stick to water. So there's a lot of, you know, to there's a there's like a famous saying or something, like addition by subtraction. So you like add into your life, like better in your life by subtracting all like the negatives from it. So I feel like You should, if you're just starting on your like self-development journey or like your growth journey or something, sit for like 10, 20 minutes, get a pen and paper, write down everything that is negatively like affecting your life. So if it's like, if watching TV takes too much of your time or if, you know, listening to music, like listening to like depressing music makes you sad or if you eat too much sugar and you can't go to sleep, write down everything like negatively affect your life and just remove it completely and if you can't do that then try you know to remove it step by step so like if you watch an hour of the news every day watch half an hour then watch 50 minutes and then just remove it completely so it it really does help like the whole the news thing plagued my mind for like years and like the sugar kept me up the phone before bed that was probably the biggest one like I'd be on TikTok or like Facebook or whatever just before I go to bed, and I couldn't sleep because I've had so much like Joey called a, a blue light or something like a blue light. I don't really know much about it. He just told me not to do it, but um, it really does um, positively affect you by removing all the things that don't benefit you in any way. So that's a really crucial move and like a really good starting point to your self development journey.
0: Yeah, subtracting, subtracting as much as you can, it can really benefit your life. I like the way you put it. And, you know, you brought up this one thing as well. Um, You know, listening to depressing music, I have people that I know, who listen to depressing music, and then they wonder why they're, you know, feeling upset or not in a good mood. You know, so what would you say about that? Like, could you explain that a little bit? Like, how does listening to a certain yeah I never really you know I d- you? obviously like some people when don't
1: believe it. People are in like a sad tone mood or like a depressive state. They just turn to like sad music. I don't know why they want to do it. Like you know I did it, but I know to be honest I don't really know why I did it. But I started um, following like the people from Lambros, like Soulbruh, like Eric Wise, Deja, um, and Deja Rue was talking about programming and not not like, you know, coding or anything, but like mental programming. Um, and he was talking about like how whatever you consume can mentally like change how you think and like the patterns of your life. Um, one of the things he was talking about was music and how different genres of music affect you in different ways. So like, obviously, if you listen to like upbeat music, you're going to feel more like joyous in life. And then if you listen to like depressing music, um then you you're just gonna, you know, it's just you're just gonna have a hard time. Um but I noticed it was only until I read that like post about the whole like music programming that I realized how true it actually is. So whenever I used to be like anxious or whatever, I'd put on this like sad sort of music to like fit the mood. And no, I never really knew that it was affecting me more than, you know, I already was. Um and then every time I tried, like one time when I was like really anxious and already depressed, I put um, like a beat music on. Like I think it was like rock or metal or something. Um, when I put it on, I felt I felt better. But I think a lot of people will just be sad, and then make themselves sadder by listening to sad music, and then wonder why they're so like depressed or anything. So I think whatever mood you're in, like whether it's happy. Or sad or anxious, you know, or shy or something, and then music, whatever music you listen to, to like try and like enhance those emotions will and um, can't affect you.
0: Yeah. I definitely agree with you. I like how you um, explained it. Thank you for that. Because uh, I definitely needed to, you know, hear it myself, too, because I've seen tweets, I think you've tweeted it once, I'm not sure. It was probably like months ago, but I I don't know for sure. But I've seen it somewhere on my timeline saying, like, make sure you like, it's not exactly worded like this, but like, listen to music that's not you know gonna make you more upset like listen to good upbeat music it affects your mood things like that I also saw someone else tweet like listen to music that puts a pride in your step not a slump in your shoulders I'm not sure if David tweeted that someone tweeted it but um yeah you're definitely right about that and I like how you brought that up and thank you for explaining it so now I want to know what's your long-term vision like let's <laughs> so say many five people ask me this so I can Just never like me, give a do straightforward
1: see? answer I know what I want but right now in the next within the next five years i like first of all i want to obviously i'm gonna stay where i am in the uk for maybe like one or two years and just build as much money as i can um so like the next two years is primarily going to be focused on like business and money and growth so the end goal at the two years i want to hire employees for my agency and then take myself out to the agency completely so it's just automated I do not have to do anything so I can leave that on autopilot and that's like the thing I want to do within the next two years um further along I just after the after the whole business thing I want to travel like I'm in well in two years I'll be 23 and uh, yeah I've been some places in my life but you know only on like holidays or whatever but I want to actually go you know, ex- explore the whole world on my own, you know, come and go as I like or whatever. Um, and then after the whole traveling thing, obviously I want to, I want to do that for like a year. After the whole traveling thing, I want to not settle down, but I want to get a place maybe in Australia or South America, somewhere there. Um, And then maybe focus back on business and like do some more business aspects sort of thing. Maybe open up a new business or something. Um, And then Who knows then? Who knows where that'll take me?
0: That's amazing. I can't wait to see where you are in the future, honestly. Like, I know I'm going to watch everything unfold, you know, especially within the next couple of years, like if you're still on Twitter and stuff, and if we stay connected, like I cannot wait to see it all unfold. And, you know, you bring up traveling, you have any specific places that you think you want to travel to first.
1: I kind of want to go to South America first. 'Cause you know, obviously in the UK it just rains all the time. It's never barely it's barely ever sunny. So I wanna go to South America and then make my way to um United States um and just see everything. I've only been to America once. I went to like New York for my eighteenth birthday. Um but I wanna I wanna go see that side of the world and then I'll come back to like Europe and see where else. You know, visit places I've never been before and then probably get like a place either in South America or Australia.
0: that's really cool i love i love to hear it honestly um because i aspire to travel the world someday too so you know it's really it's really liberating to hear other people share something similar you know so i think that's really cool and i know you're gonna reach it and even go beyond it honestly and i can't wait to see it happen so before i let you go i want you to you know i have a question for you if, if you i could, could say, say one last thing, thing, to the audience, thing i would say what would your message
1: get be? off the path that everyone like society provides to you like the whole birth school work die route because it's just you know like 7.5 billion people do that today out of like the 8 billion people on earth and you know they live such a mediocre life so get off the whole um route that's provided to you by society and try and find your own place like if it wasn't for the whole twitter thing then i'd still be on that route but luckily, like I've broken out of that sort of like matrix and I'm kind of going my own route, you know, living how I want to live instead of how other people want me want me to live. Um, so, yeah, if I could give any piece of advice, I would say go your own way instead of the way that they would try to provide you. I love
0: to hear. Um, you on, that's I'm, awesome. I won't plug my Instagram because I barely ever use
1: years. it. I'll just plug my Twitter. So it's at I am Aaron Will.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Well, it was a pleasure having you on the podcast, honestly. And it was a great conversation. Um, and I'm sure I extracted and the audience extracted huge value from this. So I really appreciate it once again for taking your time and cool, you know, enjoying for this me. podcast episode. Um, but I'll talk to you soon. Okay. See yeah. you.